This week's parak in Perkyavis is Parak Beis. And what Hillel uh, and Shammai uh, appear in this parak, and Hillel has a number of Mishnahis, very famous ones. And uh, one of them is also, it's a rather well-known Mishnah, but there's, it's interesting, it's not so easy to understand what it's trying to say. The Mishnah says, he would say, who's Hill, marba basar marba rima, if a person has uh, excessive flesh, they're fat, marba rima, they're just increasing the worms that will eat them, sounds kind of morbid. Marba nechasim marba daiga, if a person has many possessions, he's just increasing their worries. I'm not going to go through every single case of the Mishnah, they're just going to do another two. Then on the converse side, and the, and the contrast, the Mishnah says, marba taira marba chaim, if you increase taira, you increase your life. Marba yeshiva marba chachma, if you get involved with yeshiva, with learning, with students, uh, marba chachma, you increase your wisdom. So I, I want to just discuss the, these four statements, the two and the two, because there is a thread that runs through them. It really runs through all the statements that Hill made, and it's a very fascinating way to just think about life in general. So the first statement is that if you have excessive flesh, uh, it, it means you eat and drink a lot so that you become fat. You're just increasing the worms, right? So like I said, it sounds very morbid, but if you think a little deeper into it, this is what it really is saying. Having more flesh in those days was a sign of health. It was a sign of prosperity. Uh, nowadays, we don't suffer, Baruch Hashem, from food, shortage, food shortages. That's not a challenge in most developed countries. So nowadays, being thin is a sign of health and of vigor and of strength. Whereas in those days, it was the opposite. If you were thin, it means you were poor. You didn't have the money to buy food, so you suffered from starvation and all the sicknesses that were associated, whereas people who were wealthy had the ability to eat and become uh, more strong and more alive and more healthy. So Marba Basar was a way of increasing a person's health, increasing a person's life. And the Mishnah says that that's what you think will increase your life, but the truth is the opposite. It just is Marba Rima. Now Rima is just a metaphor, it's actually literal too, but it's a metaphor for the dying process. The dying process is death and then this uh, person disintegrates through, through uh, Rima. But the point is, is that a person can live or a person can delay death and or slow down the dying process. So what the Mishnah is saying is that's true, you, you perceive eating and drinking as bringing more life. It's not bringing life, it's slowing down dying. And that's a very important distinction. It's, uh, there's, what the Mishnah is telling that there's, there's things you can do truly to extend your life. There's nothing you can do to extend your life. That's on the hands of Hashem. Hashem decides how much every person should live or shouldn't live. If a person wants to live, this is not going to extend your life. It, it'll make the dying process slower. <laughs> and if you look at the contrast to the to this statement to the Mishnah, it, it brings it out even more. Um, the counterpart to the statement is that if you learn more Taira, right, the Marba Taira, Marba Chaim, you're increasing your life. Now, it's, again, it doesn't mean literal lifespan because lifespan can't be increased by anything. Hashem could give us a gift, but it, there's nothing we can do to increase our lifespan. What it would mean, Pashat, you understand? It's mean Ruchni is life, spiritual life, but Mefarshim and Siv, others explain, no. It means what we call life, which means we say, I want to live life to the fullest. I want to live. I want to feel alive. Right, and typically we say if you learn, uh, you know, you want to have that, you have to enjoy food, you have to enjoy drink, you have to enjoy the outdoors, you have to enjoy what life has, to, enjoyments have, that life has to offer. When you take, when you when you can have those things and you can enjoy those things, then you're living life to its fullest. 
And in our mind, when we are someone's hunched over a sefer and learning, listening to a shir, they are involved in a, in a chesed, trying to collect tzedakah, or doing all those things, that's when they're giving up on living life to the fullest. Uh, they're doing these other things. And the Mishnah says, it is, it's exactly the opposite in that point itself, meaning to say, when you do all those things, you're actually not going to enjoy life. Whereas the true enjoyment of life, the true living of life to the fullest, that feeling of feeling alive can only be experienced when we immerse ourselves in learning Torah, when we immerse ourselves in chesed, when we immerse ourselves in davening, which means, as we have all experienced ourselves, that when we do truly immerse ourselves in a ruchnius digger pursuit, it's when we feel the most fulfilled, we feel the most elevated, we feel the most spiritual, and we feel the most alive. Very sim- the simple feeling of feeling alive and fulfilled and happy is when we truly dedicate ourselves to Ruchniyasik or Pursuit. So here, it's the same concept. There's something that we think is takes away from our living life, and in truth, it's what increases our life. And the first part of the mission says, this is what you think will increase your life, eating and drinking and so on and so forth, and in truth, it doesn't increase your life, it slows down dying, but it doesn't increase your life. So both points are the opposite of what we think the effect will be, is what actually happens. The same thing is in the the next two statements of the the mission. The mission says, "Marba nechasim, marba daiga." If we have more nechasim, it just increases our worries. Typically, we think if we would only make another thousand dollars a month, if we would only have this, if we would only have that, I would feel safe. We wouldn't have to worry less. We wouldn't have to worry about paying for camp, which is now the issue, or whatever other issues we have through, through, through the, throughout the year. It's just, that's all we need, that little bit more, right? And uh, it, it goes also for all our possessions, right? If we had a new kitchen, we had a new floor, we had a new car, a better house, etc. Any of those things, if we had better, then that's what the, that stands in between us with really feeling comfortable and, and, and safe. And the truth is that, the mission says, it'll do the opposite. It, having that extra thousand dollars will not make us feel more safe. It'll actually just give us more things to worry about. And this is something we always see, right? Any pay raise, it just somehow gets subsumed. It just, it just gets swallowed. And, and we end, we're still in the same place after <laughs> whatever. It does, somehow never gets us to that point where we feel, okay, now we're all safe and comfortable. And when we get new, uh, whatever it is that we get new, all that happens is it just becomes the baseline. A person gets a new car after the new car smell goes away, whatever, a month, two months, so now this is your car. It's not, uh, okay, the car I've always wanted. It doesn't stay like that. That just becomes your car. It's the baseline. And now you're on to the next thing. So every new possession just becomes the baseline and we're left with the same worries. And conversely, the, the, the contrast the Mishnah says is Marab Yeshiva, Marab Chachma. So this is an example, but it, it applies to everything. Yeshiva means when you get Tamidim, uh, which means you give to others. So you, our most valuable commodity is our time. So Mariah Yeshiva is, you're giving up your time, you're giving it up to teach, you're giving it up to help others, you're giving, and, and it's said in context, con, uh, uh, context of teaching, but the Mishnah says the same thing with regard to Chesed as well. We give up from our time, we think that's giving up, we're losing, but the Mishnah says the opposite, give up from your time teaching others, you think that's the thing that'll prevent ourselves from growing, our, our, give up from our own time to, to increase our own education, 
The Mishnah says, no, that's how you will gain wisdom. You think it's the thing that holds you back, it's the opposite. That's what's actually going to give you your wisdom. What we think will, from giving to others will prevent us from having time to grow ourselves and start with the time we give to our children. We think that's time wasted on personal growth. The Mishnah says the opposite, that's what's actually going to give us our personal growth. That's what's going to give us our greatness and our elevation. So the, the overall message the Mishnah is communicating to us is about everything in our life that if we look into it, often we'll see what we think we need to do to get something is often the thing that will bring it, make it the furthest away from us. And what we think will take us away from that will be often the thing that brings us the closest to it. And it applies to so many different parts of our lives. Have a, uh, a good night and a wonderful Shabbos. Shabbos, thank you.